This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. What are those priceless gifts that money can't buy? Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time. Creating memories with your children can be found in the book, Secret Code Time, Creating an Unbreakable Bond Between Parent and Child. You will find a real-life, actionable plan to help you mend a broken relationship with your child. Even if your relationship is great, this book will bring it to a new level. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. Hey everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of A Few Minutes with God. Today we're going to talk about the examination of conscience and why we should do that. This is episode 41 and you can find the show notes at a few minutes with com. Well, I've already been convicted just working on the teachings that I'm going to be doing um, and I'll just share with you in a minute. It's funny when I do some of these teachings, it's like um, I feel like God's talking to me, um, and hopefully this will help some of you who may be struggling with the same things I struggle with. This is actually a, a three-part series, so we're going to talk about, you know, like what is an examination of conscience today, um, how to examine your conscience next time, and then how to use the Ten Commandments. Um, to examine your conscience. And um, like I said, it's been really eye-opening. And so uh, for me, um, I feel that in looking at all of these things that I'm already making a big change in my life. And that is uh, by keeping holy the Sabbath, I tend to be um, a workaholic sometimes. Um, If I take a long enough break, I don't ever want to go back to work. But when I start working, um, I can be busy 24-7. And I have enough different projects going that I would never have a break. And so sometimes I get behind in some of my recordings. And uh, just like this podcast, in fact, um, if you listen to it when it first comes out, this podcast is actually late because um, I decided not to record on Sunday. So that was one of the ways that the Lord convicted me. I really want to keep holy the Sabbath and not um, work. So I'm excited to be able to have a day off. And if you already do that, then that's awesome. Um, But I I think that sometimes we tend to do unnecessary work on Sundays and um, it's going to help me... um, be a little bit more scheduled. 
Well, 1 Corinthians 4.4 is a wake-up call for all of us. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Our conscience is part of the mechanism given to us so that we um, can look at our values and we can determine what is right for wrong. But what if our values are skewed? You know, um, Romans 2.15 says, They show that the requirements of the law written on their hearts, their consciences also bear witness, and their thoughts sometimes accusing them and at other times defending them. And that's the problem, that sometimes we feel that our conscience um, is, you know, we get that little um, check in our spirits that we shouldn't do something. But sometimes it's difficult. Romans 9.1 says, I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. And that is our goal. That is what we want. We want to have a conscience that is, you know, in prayer, that is well-formed, that is going to let us know if it's right from wrong. Our conscience helps us to think about what we already know, but it also gives us a sense of pleasure or relief when we feel we are doing what is right. But if we go against our values, we become upset or we feel guilty. And our conscience is a warning system, isn't it? It gives us a sense of well, I feel good about my decision, or it gives me the sense of, oh my gosh, you know, that was horrible, and I just feel so guilty, or something's wrong. I heard it described that our conscience is to our souls what pain sensors are to our bodies. And I thought that was such a good description. When we touch something hot, our pain sensors warn us to move our hand, right? So we don't get burnt. The same with the pain or distress we feel in the form of guilt when we violate what our hearts and minds tell us to do and what is right. And the question is, why do we need to examine our conscience? Why is this important? And, you know, you're listening to this podcast, A Few Minutes with God, so I'm kind of preaching to the choir, right? It's for people who are, you know, the guilty ones. But no, it's for all of us. It's for all of us. If our conscience is on autopilot and we use it to make decisions every day, shouldn't we think about ways to strengthen our conscience? And that is why it's important to be in prayer daily. It's an exercise for our minds and it opens our heart to all that is good. God gave us a guide to forming a good conscience. And we're going to talk about this in a subsequent podcast in the in the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes. The scriptures are filled with how to live a virtuous life. But I'm going to use that in upcoming podcasts to show you and me that, you know, we think we're doing okay and we're on the right path, but we can always improve. I've talked to a lot of people, and especially in the climate that we live in today, um, people are vehemently uh, opposed uh, to certain things that I hold dear, and they they make fun of things. Like recently, there was um, a dinner where the person who was hired uh, to give this little roast uh, and be funny um, actually made this horrible joke about abortion. And just listening to it, it hurt. I mean, it hurt me to even hear her. And yet, people will laugh at things like that. And I just believe that for them... 
That doesn't bother their conscience. But for me, it was painful. And so some people believe that they are in charge of their own fate and their conscience is their own to do whatever they please. A sin becomes choosing your own will, your own ideals and values over the will of God. Therefore, a conscience is only trustworthy if it doesn't allow us to do things that are contrary to moral law or God's teaching. Moral laws include the sanctity of life for the unborn, the weak and the oppressed, and the elderly. It's keeping the Ten Commandments. It's seeking the good of others above ourselves. Just because you or I disagree with moral law doesn't make it right. We must live our lives by example because if you are a professed Christian, you're going to be looked at and people are watching because they want to see if we mess up. And if you do, they will take it to mean that they too can mess up or do what's wrong. And I believe as Christians, we have the burden of proof. I'm sure we all know people who say they're Christians, but live lives that show something else. I know too that I'm not in a position to judge. That isn't my job. And I am so thankful that that's not my job. My job is to share my faith to anyone who will listen and to profess the goodness of God. I know my conscience was pricked on many occasions and I ignored the warning and I lived to regret it. I've lived in the past at times where I have thought so much about things that I've done wrong and it's held me hostage. So we have to let go. We have to go to a pastor or a Christian counselor and move on. Why do we think that if we've strayed that we can't get back on that righteous path? And some believe you can do nothing, you know, to get back into God's good graces, and we can do nothing to earn our salvation. And while that's true, that only Jesus by his life, death, and resurrection opened the gates of heaven, but if we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we need to follow him and leave behind our old ways. It's a big responsibility for all of us, but we often want to avoid thinking about sin. Have you wondered about that? Why do people avoid thinking about sin? Because if they think about it, they might find that they are annoyed or they have this little check in their spirit. It's like those cartoons that had the good or bad angel sitting on the shoulder and you know it was this big temptation uh, with this bad angel and you know, and if the person wanted to do something wrong, they could just flick off the good angel. And if they were going to do something right, they'd flick off the bad angel. But while it's a cartoon, there is a battle and there is a struggle for our souls. And, you know, even Lucifer, who was the angel of light, and he was given all of these blessings by God, he turned from God. He turned from God. And we have to remember that, that it could look a little good, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it is. There are so many slogans now, if it feels good, do it. If it tastes good, eat it. If it's fun to watch, watch it. Do what makes you happy. And yet, it doesn't really make you happy because I know of people that say they're happy because they can do whatever they want, but they sure as heck don't appear happy. 
Your conscience can only be your guide if it is well-formed. And the Bible is a guide for living our lives. Good Christian books such as C.S. Lewis's are wonderful to read. Uh, For example, Mere Christianity um, is something that every Christian should read. And if you want to see the play between good and evil, read the Screwtape Letters, and that's also by C.S. Lewis. And those are two of my favorites. The following points will help you understand the importance of forming a good conscience so that you can examine it regularly. So the first is forming a good conscience is the first step is just thinking that we want to. Do we understand the difference between right from wrong? Is it important for us to do the right thing? Or do we think most of life is a gray area? Again, by reading good spiritual books and nothing new age, but something that is grounded in scripture, listening to good CDs or radio programs, Um, or podcasts such as this one and the others on the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network are a good start. The second is, our society has lost a sense of sin. If we don't have a good relationship with God and His laws and the commandments, it's difficult for us to find true happiness in our life. Our happiness will be conditional on external things like Oh, I'll be happy if my family was not fighting, or if I had a lot of money, or if I had a good job, or if I had a new home, or a bigger home, or a new car. Those things don't give us happiness. We have to find peace, and we can have peace if we have a relationship with the creator of the universe, and that is God. Isn't that amazing when I say that? The creator of the universe wants a relationship with me? That just is mind-boggling. It's amazing to me. Number three, what does it mean to examine our conscience? We think about the past, our thoughts, words, and deeds, or actions, and we need to look at these things and see if they're aligned to God's plan or moral law. Examining our past will help us to learn if we have done or said things that are allowed or that allow or that have allowed us to fall into sin. God is waiting to forgive us, and as a Catholic, I can go to confession for grave sins. You know, John 20, 21 through 23 says, As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven them. And whose sins you shall retain, they are retained. And if you're not a Catholic, go to your pastor, go to... Um, someone that you can talk to, because a lot of times we struggle with sins that we commit over and over and over again, and we just can't shake those sins. And someone um, can help you with that, and that and that is a good pastor. Number four, look at temptation in your life and try with God's grace to avoid it. First Corinthians ten thirteen says. It tells us that God is faithful and He will not allow us to be tempted beyond our strength. But the key is a relationship with God. If we turn our backs against God, we are not giving God permission to enter our life. And the fifth is examining your conscience is really for your own good. Examine and forming a good conscience is the same as teaching our children as I shared earlier, not to touch things that can burn them or to cross the road full of speeding cars. We want our children protected from harm, and our Heavenly Father wants to protect us from harm 
and the harm of eternal damnation. If we allow ourselves to be open to temptation on the internet and movies on television, that is, by the way, so full of the occult now, it's very difficult to avoid. We allow the door to the other world to be open, and this is something that we must avoid at all costs. Friends, examining our conscience is difficult to do, and sometimes it brings up hurtful things of the past. But I am so happy that we have a merciful God and that He's there waiting for us. Again, you can find the show notes for this podcast, episode 41, at a few minutes with God podcast.com. Let's pray. Dear Lord, you have promised to keep us safe, to not let us be tempted beyond our strength. But with temptation, provide us with a way to escape so that we can endure. We ask you, Lord, to be our protector. We give you permission to enter into our lives every day, to show us ways we are harming ourselves, to allow us to have formed consciences that can call evil, evil, and good, good. Please keep us away from these places where temptation abounds, like online movies, books, and television that are not pleasing to you, Lord. Allow us the grace to pull the plug, to change the channel, or walk away. Lord, give us the grace we need each and every day to follow you in your ways and your will for our lives. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a afewminuteswithgod.com and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.